0: Here we are, hour two. I'm digging that intro music, by the way. It just kind of dawned man. on me. it. has been the same for the last couple of weeks, but. You've
1: you been holding us back? I mean, I holding back do. on us? Come on
0: now. Joey Falgu at Master Control. Herb Joey, Tyler. Hey, Dog. Christian Garrick here. Phone lines are open at 504 260 1870. Coming up this hour, you will hear my visit with LSU coach Ed Ozeron back on Monday, uh, talking about the win over Southeastern and also looking ahead at today's matchup against the Auburn Tigers. What do you think this score is going to be? You think LSU will cover their favorite or their underdogs by 10? Will they? Pull off the upset 504-2601870. Text 870-870. I learned something new every day about the guy I work with at each and every Saturday, Herb Tyler, former LSU quarterback. He, like me, has a great appreciation for music. So yes. you produce music.
1: I do. I do. Have a little studio. Um been doing it since ninety nine. Uh I mean literally we've been we've been making music since we Who's were we? In, in eighth grade. Well, f- a few guys of mine. Um, my man um Ike Netters, that's my big brother. Um, Ike Nine is what he calls himself right. my, my partner Coco Gerald Donzero. we've been doing this stuff since 8th since grade and then uh, you know I got some some other guys that are really serious into it and that's what they do for a living um, Angelo A.C. Lowe he makes some uh, some really great music uh, I mean you know the thing about music man it touches your soul when it you does. get to when you understand it and what it and what, what they're doing how do you conquer nothing out of thin air to greatness you know what I mean everybody can't do that so when I produce a, a track or something like that and I put some stuff together and I let people hear it, they're like, how do you do that? And like, well, you know, I started off with the cymbals and then I came in with a kick and then a snare and then, and then I, you know, and I brought some strings in and like, no, 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 I don't mean that. I mean, how do you do it? Right. Uh, I don't know. I just do it. It's something that's always been influenced have, in me.
0: Yeah, you're almost born with it, yeah, right? right? You have to be, I think, to I, to to hear it. I mean, so you probably hear music entirely differently than I do.
1: Maybe I I don't know because I, I don't know how you hear it. So, right. but I you know I grew up. My dad would always play music, Solid Gold Oldies, That's when 102.9 used to be the Solid Gold Oldies. Right. And I used to have to listen to, um, you know, um, 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 what's the guy's? Oh man, okay, I'm drawing a blank. Um, the DJ, huh? No, not really the DJ, but just the music in general. You know, uh, Chuck Berry. um okay. You know all of these guys that my dad, Bob Seeger, I mean. You know, my dad used to listen to all of these different different types of genres of music. He did not like Michael Jackson, did not like anything like that. His thing was um Jackie Wilson. He said Michael Jackson stole Jackie Wilson's dance moves and that kind of stuff. So my so I used to listen to all of that kind of stuff. So you know, and this was since I was two, three, four years old, just listening to music constantly. So I love it, man. All right, Make let's get happen. to the phones.
0: Yeah. Let's get to the phones. Steven Uptown, what's going on, Steven? You're on WWL Tiger Tailgating.
2: Hey, good morning, guys. How are y'all? Good
0: morning. All right, Steve.
2: Good. All right, man. I was just calling to say I think LSU has, I think LSU can pull off the win if they win up front. Very cliche you hear it across, you know, any year that from high school all the way up through, you know, the professional level. But if they can, if they can win at the point of attack and and control the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. I think we'll have the the best shot to win the game. I think the defense will be fine. I really don't have any worries there. Again, I'm optimistic. Born and raised Louisiana person, so that's that's just the life we live. I like it, baby. Like it. But uh, absolutely. If we went at the, at the point of attack, and if Joe Burrow, you know, be be is a, is a good game manager, I think you'll have to make a couple of more throws that you know we haven't seen him really make thus right. far. Like put a couple, you know thread the needle, maybe go up the seam a little bit and, you know, set up for some play action because we can't just do power football and they'll just stack yeah. the box. And we definitely have the receivers, you know, with the talent to do it. But that's just my uh, perspective. And also, quick sidebar, Jackie Wilson is one of the best entertainers yes. of all time. But Michael Jordan showed, I mean, Michael Jackson showed love to Jackie Wilson and said that if he wouldn't be where he was if it wasn't for Jackie Wilson or James Brown. That's all I have to say. Yeah, I love I it.
1: That. Mixing in a little music and a little football, baby. Yeah, yeah. Good job, Steven. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Thank you, Stephen. Man, you're right. Though I'm a Michael Jackson fan as well as a Jackie Wilson fan. So my, you know, my dad just didn't understand. You know how sometimes you, uh, you know, you 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 grow on, you grow up on something, yeah. And some people just, uh, you know, you just can't let some things go. You know, what's
0: interesting is there are some people out there that, you know, I'm a big MJ fan as well. All right, um, as I am Prince, as I am to Pearl Jam, to to Ted Nugent. My point is that, you know, some people allow entertainers. To like they won't listen to them because of certain things that have gone on in their life, and I, right. I don't operate that way. If it's good music, I, that's all. I'm, that's all I want. I just want good music. I don't care yeah. what they believe politically. It doesn't, it doesn't influence me.
1: Yeah, just I just want to. I just want to hear the, the good sound. Uh, you know the good good vibration. Yeah. you know that's all i want to hear there you know? go.
0: good all. vibrations with Herb Tyler former LSU quarterback i'm Christian Garrick we'll step away and come back and get Jeff in New Orleans <laughs> Dave in Algiers also Jeff Palermo our wwl.com columnist will join us to break down LSU and Auburn today at 2:30 right here on the home of the Tigers wwl Hey, we might as well just mix in some music as well. Music and football. Herb and Christian. I like Tiger it, Tiger tailgating. Well, I, like I mean, look, it. it fits. When you're tailgating, what are you doing? You're playing music, you're playing music, and, you're music eating, right? and you're eating, right?
1: All we're missing is the food. That's it. We got the music. We got the football. We just need the food. Hey, I got two sausage links here for mothers. I'm
0: good. Yeah, Joey, happy no, happy to uh, help you eat minute. it.
1: Joey, I offered breakfast to you earlier and you turned <laughs> me down. I can't believe you bought him breakfast. What? His wife is in the, <laughs> in the studio with him. Jeff Palermo, our
0: WWL.com columnist, Louisiana Radio Network News and Sports Director. Jeff, how are you, man?
3: How are you guys doing? Good. Good, good. Christian. How are you guys doing?
0: Good. Good. Real good. So, hey, first step for LSU, in, in, step up in class, I should say, first test, real test against Auburn today. Is LSU along the offensive line equipped to handle a really good front for Auburn?
3: Uh, we'll find out tonight. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's the big question, Mark. Um, you know Austin Deculus gets the start at right tackle. Obviously, it'll help to get Sadiq Charles back in there at left tackle after serving the one-game suspension. I think they're pretty good on the interior of the line. I, I really do. I mean, you got Garrett Brumfield, who, who's been really good. Um, you know, he's your, he's uh, he's been solid for you. So it, it's just fixing these uh, the, the tackle issues. Are, are these guys uh, able to uh, defend a rush? Uh, are they able to give? some time so a mm-hmm. uh, huge test and then it also makes it uh even more difficult for them and the fact that they'll be playing in their first two road game as well
1: yeah um you know it's, it's it's interesting to see that this is game is just as important if not more important than the miami game i know it's a little bit more important because sec west so um do you think the guys come out of this a lot more um i guess in tune um upbeat Hyper, if you will, but yet still calm, cool, and collective to be able to come out with a win tonight.
3: Well, yeah, that's going to be the big question because that's another big question. I mean, you got some, uh, you got some young guys playing, uh, especially on the offensive side of the football, and are, at wide receiver in particular. And are they going to be able to handle this? Are they going to be able to handle an SEC defensive secondary mm-hmm. uh, playing in in front of a huge crowd? Uh, crowd noise is going to be uh, such a big factor in this football game. Um, so uh, you're going to be going off the silent count. Tell you this though. I mean, it's, um, it's going to be hot there. Um, and, and if, if, LSU could, could somehow get a lead, maybe take, drain the crowd out a little bit, take them out of the game. Obviously that would be a huge factor in a contest like this. Um, I, I think I really thought the my, I know this kind of sounds weird because the next game is always the biggest game. As far as coach speak, I thought the Miami game was such a huge game. Because if they lost that game, it really LSU was facing a an uphill battle for the entire season. I, I think even if they lose this game, guys, they, I mean they there's there's a chance to kind of regroup. Uh, you got Louisiana Tech, you got Ole Miss coming up. You can get the four and one uh, before you get into the gauntlet, or really the gauntlet of your schedule. And if they would have lost that Miami game and then they lose this Saturday, all of a sudden they're one and two and uh, a lot of questions. Uh, there may be a lot of questions, regardless of what happens today, but uh, it, it is an SEC game, so it's bigger in that regard. But the fact that they got that win against Miami—that was such a—that was such a huge confidence
0: builder. Jeff, it seems to me that this team is kind of rallying around the idea that they are the underdogs, and and you know they heard all summer that they weren't going to be very good, et cetera. Do you get that feeling?
3: Well, that certainly was the case. I thought against uh, Miami, and now they go into this game a double-digit underdog against the team that they beat last year that they came back from 20 down. And when you look at the history of this rivalry, uh, the games are always close. It's uh, you know, very, I mean, there's, there's been a few, uh, a, a couple of years ago, a few, I think it was, I guess, four years ago, they went in there and they just got absolutely trounced. Um, but for the most part, this game is, is, is usually a close contest and uh, it's a, it's a rivalry game and, You go back to LSU being picked to finish fifth in the SEC West. But, um, uh, again, I think that obviously the big reason for the the huge point spread in this game is uh, a a lack of faith with this offense. (laughs) And not only uh, among LSU fans, but those that are uh, putting cash down on this game in Vegas or wherever else, Mississippi or wherever.
0: Jeff Palermo, our WWL.com columnist. I want to squeeze in Jeff in New Orleans. What's going on, Jeff? You're on WWL.
4: Hey, guys, yeah. Um, I just, I'm a big LSU fan. I, I, I'm hopeful today, but I almost feel like the, I can see the game being played out in my mind. We're going to run the ball twice up the middle with Broseff, and then on third down, Burrow's going to be running for his life. And my question is I mean, I know the coaches know more football than I've, I've forgotten more football than I'll ever know, but is it stubbornness? or, I mean, because I, I, like Herb said, they need to come out those short passes. Slants and screen passes uh, for my life. I don't understand. Jeff, why I, I don't can't think it's a screen pass.
0: I don't think it's stubbornness. I think it's you're breaking in a new quarterback. You're also br- br- kind of breaking in a new offensive play caller. Mm-hmm. So you wanted to take those first two games slow. You didn't have to. They were the superior team. You didn't have to go out there and out out scheme them with with some really tricky plays or some really complex plays. And I think right.
1: their approach was smart, Herb. Yeah, no, I I think the same thing, Jeff. I, I look, man, appreciate the call but I, I don't think it's stubbornness it's it's all about statistics so you know they they look at statistics more than anybody in the world with all you know with the with the the sense of okay, what happens when an SEC teams go to another SEC West team and they play at their home and this is the record, this is what they have offensively, this is what they have defensively. What do they do on first down, second down, third down, all that stuff? They really are sticklers for that. And, you know, percentages, percentages say that this would happen if we do this. So they do those things. Instead of taking those additional chances, instead of saying, you know what? We don't have any of that. We're going to toss that out of the window today. Let's just... See exactly what we can do on a whole other grain, you know, in a whole other scheme, and just that's hope for the best, you know.
0: Jeff Palermo, you want to weigh in?
3: Yeah, I mean, you would hope that they they open it up a little bit. You know, we'll see what it when Ed Orgeron said after the Southeastern game that they that they're using their offense that they're, they're not holding anything back. Right. I mean, if that was what, if that truly is the LSU offense, what we've seen in the first two games, then. It's going to be a long season. There's, there's got to be there's got to be a little bit more there. Uh, they got a guy in Clyde Edwards Eler that they can throw the football to. I think you could probably throw the ball to Nick Brosette. You can get the screen game going. I, I would think. Uh, I I, I got to be honest with you. I didn't watch much of uh, Jonathan Giles at Texas Tech, but I got to think the guy was pretty good in the short passing game. Considering what you know about the Texas Tech offense, that's a guy that you would have thought that they could feature a heck of a lot more. Uh, especially when they're having trouble, especially when they're having trouble protecting the quarterback, that that would be a guy that would know how to get open. Uh, granted, he's not going up against Big Twelve defenses anymore, but still, he's an older guy. You would have hoped that that would have uh, come to fruition. Maybe it comes today. Maybe, maybe maybe it does click for LSU, but it will be a big disappointment to go back to the callers' uh, uh, question and statement that if they come out and they just try to pound the football like they, like they used to do with Les miles. Uh, I, I mean, LSU fans are, are getting to the, they're about ready to lose it because for so many years you hear about all these expectations of the office is going to be different this year. The quarterback's going to be efficient. And every year it's the same, same thing. It's, it's groundhog day every, every season. And, uh, and, and Ed Orgeron was, That was one of the things that he promised LSU fans he was going to bring in a dynamic offense, and they were going to have a difference maker at quarterback, and he's been here a year, uh, 15 games now, whatever it may be, and still, it it looks a lot like what you had with Les Miles, or
1: uh,
3: uh, just a lot of a big play here or there, but no consistency, especially when it comes to playing in big games like today.
0: Jeff, you have to get the tight ends involved in this offense starting today.
3: well, you know the problem with that is, is you really only got one healthy tight end. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's 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 the that's the thing. The, the injury to Jamal Pettigrew when he tore his ACL, you know, you just see that and go, oh, well, that's a that's a backup. But then you don't have Thaddeus Moss. Uh, they got Foster Morel a couple catches last week, but they also had to use him as a blocker because the offensive line wasn't doing the job against Southeastern's front. So. Um, I think they would like to get the tight end involved. Uh, it, it, it's it's going to depend. Kendall's those five guys on the offensive line plus a running back block so a tight end can go run a, a pass pattern? It would also help if he had a, a healthy, Thaddeus Moss. But he's, you're really down to just one tight end, one legitimate tight end on this roster, and that's moral.
0: Jeff Palermo, LSU sports columnist at wwl.com Jeff, we appreciate the insight, man. Thanks.
3: Thanks, Jeff. All right, guys. Thanks.
0: All right. Phone lines are open at 504-260-1870. Text 870-870. How do you see this game playing out for LSU? The first SEC contest of the year. Coming back for Dave and Algiers. Also, I sat down with LSU head football coach Ed Ogeron earlier in the week. We'll have that for you as well. Herb Tyler, Christian Garrick. Phone lines are open. Tiger tailgating here. 504-260-1870. Text 870-870. This is WWL. Having some fun with former LSU quarterback Herb Tyler. I'm Christian Garrick. Tiger tailgating. LSU and Auburn, 2.30 kickoff right here on the home of the Tigers on WWL. Dave and yes. Algiers, what's going on, Dave? You're on WWL.
1: oh Tyler. What's up, Dave?
5: Number 14 in your program.
1: There you go. There you Number, one Number one in your one heart. Number one in your heart,
5: baby. <laughs> one of the best to wear the purple and gold, in my opinion.
1: There you go. Thank you very much, Mr. Dave from Algiers. You know, that's my old stomping grounds, man, back then, uh, Algiers and the cutoff and uh, played a little bit for uh, the Cutoff Park and yeah, uh, you, went to Edna Carr. Well, yeah, Alice you, Hall Edna Carr, OP-Dub.
5: Yeah, you're right, Herb. Uh, by the way, uh, 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 I graduated from uh, Edna Carr uh, uh, when it was a junior high, and mm-hmm. I graduated from the first class of uh, Old Prairie Walker back in uh, 1971. Hey, look, uh, give me your take, your opinion on these questions. Uh, number 25, Shoe upsets number eight, Miami. Is LSU that good, or is Miami that bad? Because uh, we, we go and play Southeastern last week, and uh, uh, boring, you know, was my opinion on that game. But LSU didn't look that good. Uh, uh, so give me your take on that. Is Joe Burrow the answer? Uh, and also, what does LSU have a realistic chance, if any, of going into Auburn and upsetting the Auburn Tigers. I'll hang up the listener. All right,
1: thanks, Dave. Um, so your first question, I think that LSU is a little bit that good, and I think Miami wasn't that great either. So I think it's a combination of both. Um, I think we caught Miami on an off night. We really did. Plus, we really played really, you know, very well on defense. Um, and then we made just enough plays to win that game on offense. So I think I think it's a combination of both. With that situation, and is Joe Burrow the guy moving forward? Um, he has to be the guy right now. Um, I, I just, I, you know, I think that I think that he he is good enough to do what he what he's been doing. Can he take us over the top to win the championship? I think it's possible, but we still have to see more. We haven't seen enough enough of the offense yet to see exactly what, you know, if he can actually lead us to the promised land, if you will. Um, and then what? The third question: um, Do I think we can go in there tonight and beat Auburn? Yeah, I think we can beat Auburn. We have a, a defense that's strong enough to beat them. Um, we have to want it. We have to play excited. We have to play Tiger football. We have to be aggressive. Um, you know, if we go in and we kind of play like um, like we did a little bit last week, which I don't see us doing, and I don't mean um, uh, play like that in regards to you know emotion or whatnot. I mean in regards to play calling things of that nature. I think. I think we, we've got to spread the ball out. we got to get the ball in the, in the playmaker's hands quick, fast, and in a hurry so they can make some moves and get upfield, um, and then that's going to open up the run game, and like uh, like we've been saying, you know, we we need to open up the defense so we can crease them with the run game and not try to bulldoze them and run them over um, with our run game.
0: I'm not as confident as you, Herb. I know. Uh, <laughs> Never are. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm a consummate uh, LSU pessimist, but Look, we laid out a few things earlier in the program, forcing turnovers, playing with house money, uh, pressing the issue on first down in a passing game, pushing the ball down the field. Yep. If they can do those things, they're certainly capable of going in there. I just think that that Auburn front and that Auburn defense is going to win in the trenches because I'm just not I'm not confident in the LSU offensive line yet. I'm just not.
1: And look, you have every right to say that. You have every right to believe that because we haven't shown you that we can be a dominant offensive line. but. The thing is, we're just two games in. This is that third game. This is the sweet spot. I'm hoping that we can come together and that those guys can believe in themselves and have confidence.
0: All right, we'll step away and come back here on Tiger Tailgating, my conversation with LSU head football coach Ed Ogeron next here on Tiger Tailgating on WWL. Welcome back, Tiger Tailgating. Earlier in the week, I sat down with LSU head football coach Ed Ogeron reviewing the win over Southeastern and also a preview, a look at today's matchup between number 12 LSU and number 7 Auburn. Take a listen. Coach, if we can rewind just a little bit to Southeastern the game, what'd you like, what'd
6: you dislike? Love the defense. Love the specialty. Didn't like the performance of the offense. Yeah, we started off fast and we got sluggish. We made some mistakes, sacks, penalties, uh, things that we can all clean up, though.
0: When you look at the offensive line, are you going to make some shuffling there? Are you going to move some guys around?
6: Yeah, we're going uh, to get uh, Sadiq Charles back this uh, week at left tackle. Uh, we're going to put Austin Decker at uh, right tackle, let him battle out with Badara and let the best man win. What would you
0: think of uh, Joe Burrow's performance? I
6: think he did well. I think he, he held on to the ball a little long. Uh, we could have played better. I think overall scheme-wise, we could have done some things. Uh, he extended the plays with his feet. thought he did some good things at some good times. I liked the, the drive right before half where we threw the Hail Mary pass. He did a good job of clock management. There was a lot of things to improve.
0: That was, a, that was a heck of a catch uh, in the end zone on a Hail Mary. I mean, the height for for that young man, to be, that, that certainly helped
6: him. Yeah, Stefan Sullivan's a good player. We need to get him the ball more. I like him. Do you want to push the ball down the field a little bit more maybe? Yes, yeah, sir. We need to take shots. I think Steve needs to get comfortable with the p- protection to get some shots down the field. But, you know, I'll come from Sean Payton. Man, Sean Payton will take eight shots a game. And uh, we eventually want to get there. We're not there yet. Cole Tracy,
0: how big of a weapon is he?
6: He's good, man. He's a great young man. You know, as you guys know, Greg, the man came to us from the Saints. Uh, what a tremendous advantage to have Greg. He recruited Cole. I just wish you had him for three more years.
0: Does that take a little pressure off the offense, knowing that his range is in that 50, 53, 54-yard range?
6: Sure, it does, and it allows us to be more aggressive in some fourth-down situations to get to that point where we need to get. But it gives our whole team confidence and makes it look clean.
0: Caleb on, on, out, obviously uh, out since week one. Did you see what you wanted to see from guys that were filling in for him?
6: Yeah, we missed him a little bit. I'll be honest with you, the guys didn't make the plays that I thought they would make. But again, they're young. They're going to make plays. I think Andre Anthony's going to have a great career here. They get need to get more live reps. Uh, Ray Thornton needs to get more live reps. We got Michael Divinity back this week. That's going to help us.
0: Stepping into SEC play this week against Auburn on the road in particular, what do you tell your team that may may not have experienced a road SEC game?
6: Yeah, stay together. You know, stay together. It's going to take all of us. It's going to take our energy. We're going in there to us, man. It's going to be those three buses. It's going to be us and our fans up there. But we got to have energy. We've got to stay together for 60 minutes and be positive. This is a physical big man's game. This, you start SEC play, you got to be physical, you got to be tough, take care of the football.
0: Do you tell them the differences? I mean, obviously Miami's a good team in the ACC and then Southeastern, but stepping up a little bit in the SCC it's a little, little different.
6: Oh, they see it. They see it on tape. They see the blocks. They see the running backs. They know these players. There's not much of them I have to tell them. They get
0: it. Is this team kind of embracing, I don't want to say the underdog role, but are they embracing the kind of it's us against the world because they were underdogs against Miami, came out there, beat Miami, beat Southeastern. Are they embracing that, rallying around yes, that? I think it's a
6: good thing. I think it's a good thing. They hearing all the stuff out there. I don't pay attention to it. We just go to work every day. But I know those guys on, the, you know, social media and they hear the things that done the dogs and stuff like that. We try to use that advantage.
0: What What is Greg McMahon meant to your staff?
6: Man, Greg is one of our best assistants. Uh, he does a great job of managing his position, recruiting his position. Does a great job of being my, one of my right hand man. We we rely on each other for a lot of things. Just made a world of difference for us. And he, plus he's a great person.
0: Are you guys? Um- Looking forward to, I mean, internally, looking forward to the opportunity of playing in the SEC and getting that kind of un- underway.
6: Sure, that's why you come here, man. You love it. You know, you love it. You know, it's going to be a hostile ground. You love that. I love going to Auburn. I love going to other places, man. It's fun to do. It's fun for a challenge for our football team. It's going to make this week's practice a challenge, but the guys are up to it. We can't wait to see see each other there at two fifteen.
0: How tricky is that Gus Malzahn offense to, to defend?
6: Well, you got to be careful, man, because it's a physical team. He's going to run the power. He's going to run what we call the down play. He wants to run the ball in between the tackles. And if you get your eyes elsewhere, they'll gash you in between the tackles. That's when he gets his most yards rushing. But you got to be able to tackle in space. You got to play the screens. If you come up too too shallow, he's going to throw the ball behind your head. Jared Stenham is an excellent quarterback.
0: What do the Tigers have to do next Saturday or this Saturday, I should say, uh, to to win this game and get your first win in the SEC?
6: To take care of the football. Uh, cause turnovers on defense, play great defense like we're doing, play lifestyle special teams protect the quarterback, run the football make the throws when we have to make them Hey I enjoy the visit, thanks and good luck All right, Good to see you, go Tigers
0: LSU coach Ed O's, Ron, earlier in the week with me Herb Tyler, Christian Garrick here, phone lines are open at 504-260-1870 Jim in St. John, what's going on Jim? You're on WWL Tiger Tailgating
4: Yes, can you hear me? Sure can yep. Yeah I want to ask you. Uh, I, I know uh, Auburn is coming up, but um, I told call screener about Alabama because let's face it, Alabama is the bar. I mean, is uh, you know players for Alabama are they are they that much faster, stronger, uh, smarter than the rest of the teams? Is Saban is he that you know he's that? Uh, just a smarter coach, you know, he yells and screams more at his players. Um, I mean, you know.
0: Jim, let's let, let address that real quick, okay? So, Herb, I feel like this. And, Jim, I don't know that Alabama is that much faster, stronger, and bigger than L- – I mean, LSU recruits some, some of the top athletes in the country. They, they match their recruiting, okay, in terms of ability. I think the biggest difference is Nick Saban is a master at cultivating talent. He gets you in the building – and he knows how to coach you exactly the way he wants and develops you. LSU has LSU has lacked the ability to develop prospects.
4: So, so you're saying the the you know the, the coaches at LSU, they're you know they're just not as smart as Saban's
0: team. I don't want to say smart. No. I think I think they're I think that they're and Herb. You tell me. I think they're just te- technicians. They just know how to how to really get every ounce of talent out of that
1: player. So so. To, to there So Alabama has probably maybe three or four more <laughs> uh, bigger, faster, stronger guys than LSU. So it's the disparity By is not large, there with yeah. that. You know what I'm saying? Let's call it that, yeah. whatever. But when it comes to actually player development and getting these guys to buy into what your philosophy is as a coach, Nick Saban's been doing it for 10 years now at Alabama, and it's proven. It's, what, five, six national championships. Um, he's got – those guys will run through a brick wall for Nick Saban because they believe in what he says and because they've seen the fruits of that labor. And at LSU, um, we've been kind of second tier to Nick Saban since he's been at Alabama. Um, you know, Les Miles has had a great run, um, a lot of wins, but, you know, we just couldn't get over that Alabama hump since 2012, I think was the last time we beat them in 2011 in the season. And um, It's 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 difficult, man. It's difficult when, you know, the thing about Nick Saban that he has done, though, he's reinvented himself every year. Um, You know, he may still have the same philosophy work hard, sweat hard, sweat equity. That's going to get you to the championship game or to the, you know, the playoff series or whatnot. But what he does is the very next year, he's going to throw the ball a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. And what he's done now is he's gotten himself a quarterback. So now you're going to see an even more dangerous team. So we'll see.
0: Troy is at it again. They're up 10-0 in Lincoln, in Nebraska. TY,
1: baby. Who are these guys? These guys are spoilers, baby. That's they are. They're, they they're, are. Their they nicknames should be the spoilers.
0: <laughs> the Troy spoilers. Yes. Yeah. More of Tiger Tailgate and Herb Tyler, Christian Garrick. If you want to chat, 504-260-1870. Text 870-870. This is WWL. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe.